Salvation Army couldn't hold me back. They're gonna rip it off. Taking their time right behind my back. And I'm talking to myself at night because I can't forget. Hey guys, what's up? I'm so excited to have you on this week. This week, I have a great friend, Emily Electric underscore Lady EM. Please follow her right now. She's super fun. I love her stories. If you have time to listen to her stories, please go ahead and listen to them now. They're awesome and they're great and she's hilarious and I love her account. Um, This week, I have her on as my guest and I'm super excited because we literally got down to some nitty-gritty stuff just like the tiffany haddish and Ari spears story of it all guys we're getting deep into that um we're going to talk about leonardo dicaprio obviously we're also going to touch a little bit about the vmas and i'm super excited to talk about her favorite song this week it's such a throwback i loved talking about it before we get into this episode i know in my stories i mentioned that i'm going to I'm putting a little add-on into what I was supposed to write as an article, but honestly, guys, deadlines for me this summer has been awful. August for me is awful for me to plan anything. I don't know why I do this to myself every year, but the deadline to do this essay really has been um, just lingering in the background. Also, the problem with this essay that I wanted to talk about It's mostly my story. So this essay that I wanted to talk about and I will be talking about it at the end of this episode, it's basically my problem with a collective that I had in town. They're called Vita Collective. And I've noticed that other women have had certain encounters with this group of women and I took it upon myself. I don't know why I did this. I took it upon myself to want to write about it and this was in the beginning of the summer and I was writing it and I literally was writing, doing research, interviewing and doing what what you're supposed to be doing when you're coming up with an essay or article, right? And I had to take a break because it was just so draining as a woman of color to share all these stories with these six other women that I'm not um, naming they're all anonymous and anonymous they're all anonymous and yeah I just felt like it was more comfortable for me to talk about my story and about like what happened to me and um, I compared it with the other women to realize that I wasn't the only one who had the same sort of encounter same sort of situation now I will be talking more about this at the end of the episode. So if this seems like you would like to know more about, please stick around. And if not, I don't care, guys. <laughs> you can stop it and then move on to the next podcast or song or your life. It is a small town, local kind of a drama. It's not even drama, guys, because I don't want to sound like Audrina Partridge, but I don't like drama and I tend to stay away from it. And I'm really good at minding my own business. And I was just really fed up with the look, the surface of it all, of it being looked at as, you know, like women supporting women when it's like, I know you want to come off like that, But the way you made me feel and the way you've made other women feel like doesn't come off that way. Now, do I want to bring these women down? No, absolutely not. That is not my type of discourse. If you know me, you know that I like to support women and always be positive with their new endeavors. And if I happen to not get along with someone, you know what I do? I mind my own business and I continue with my own life, guys. That's what I basically do if I happen to not get along with someone that I just don't want to be around with. I've 
I feel like as adults, we have to withstand shit. And as a woman of color, I have withstand a lot of shit. And I've gotten to the point where it's like, if it's not for me, I don't want to be around it. And that's just how I go. Now, does that work for other women, other people? Not necessarily, but it does work out really well for me. I've been doing it for a very long time now that if I just don't happen to see eye to eye with you, I just, I treat you as a human being where like I'm cordial and civil towards you, but like, do I want to hang out with you and grab a beer at the end of this? No, I don't. I'd like to stay far away from you and send you blessings from where I am pretty much. But yeah, so we will, I will be talking about that at the end of the episode. I'm sorry to drag this on. Um, But yes, please enjoy this episode with me and Emily. I'm super excited to have her on again. And yeah. Thank you so much for joining me back this week for best week ever. I'm super excited. I have my friend Emily, who I actually met through a first Friday at Treehouse Dispensary here in Santa Cruz. Hi, Emily. How are you today? I am really excited. (laughs) And can you please let my audience know a little bit about yourself? Yes, I um as you mentioned, we we did meet at Treehouse Dispensary, um cute little like art boutique slash, you know, local goods and um do go- do-gooders of the community. Um just a cute little dispensary and from there, I guess when I associate like, you know, who what is who is Emily? Um, you know, that that place really did um, fuel a lot for me. And one thing being, um, I love community outreach. I am really stoked about being able to work in the cannabis industry. Um, I don't work there anymore, but working um, for a local brand and essentially just being able to connect with different types of people um, and with a greater goal of, you know, just serving people and treating people with kindness. I think that's, I think that goes a long way. Um, and yeah, I'm also a yoga teacher. So I think the two kind of go hand in hand. Um, like I just talking and, and connecting with people. <laughs> That's how we kind of clicked and met. And I feel like we're, I'm such a, a chronically online person that I feel like you're one of my good online buddy friends that I like to talk pop culture with. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I, I think that this is such a fun, a fun show that you're doing too. I've, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I don't know what direction I would even go in. And I think that this is just such a, such a fun thing that like millennials get to connect over because yeah, we just get to talk about what we think is fun and interesting. And I'm really stoked to get to do this with you. I'm stoked too. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our worst week honorable mentions. Would you like to go first? So honorable mentions, I would, you know, it's as I was like preparing for this and, and wondering what really called out to me. I fortunately felt like there was a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of bad weeks ever (laughs) today. (laughs) Um, but this week, especially um okay just I don't know much about it but Kevin Federline and this like Australian 60 Minutes interview have you have you looked into this much at all no so there's a uh I did I've been everything that I see about KFED ever since he uploaded those so-called 
bad videos of Britney being just a parent. I've kind of just like, ever since that whole thing, I'm like, I'm never going to want to listen to anything this man says, but he went all the way to Australia, like to do an interview. I mean, that's what I, it, I had seen, you know, who do I, it's like uh, bitch be with you. Like one of those memes grams, <laughs> but she, she had posted something about K-Fed and ha- like having said this, it just another, another moment in time. And I looked it up and it was like Australian 60 minutes is getting backlash from interview with K-Fed. And I'm like, what the hell? Like how, if I that's why I was like wondering if you had heard about it because I was like how how wonderful that this woman's conservatorship ends and here we go right back to it yeah no I mean he's I feel like he's on a like some tour right now for anyone who is able to listen to his side if he even has a side um yeah the kids are grown up I think they're a couple years out of being 18 so I think he's just getting really worried about his income and um also I didn't know this but did you know he's married I did not know that he was married or wait I don't know if I knew that he was married yeah he he actually remarried to I mean not shocked to like a nobody (laughs) but um it's just amazing that his um wife is also backing up on his war against Britney Spears right now with the kids um but yeah I did not know that he did a whole interview with Australia 60 Minutes that's crazy (laughs) and the fact yeah well the fact that Britney came out with an audio recording this week as well which is I'm surprised guys I know I'm horrible I did not put this on my best or worst week list because I just feel like Britney needs a break sometimes and I talk about her all the time but Britney just did come out with an audio about basically of her conservatorship the people in her life that were you know for it like her father her mother um And it's just so sad that like with all of this coming out, instead of the family, like her family, like the boys um, coming together, you just have her ex-husband just slamming her down, saying that she needs to go back into her conservatorship. Yeah, it's, it is, it's funny because I, it didn't even, it wasn't on my list, but when I was just scrolling through, I was like, wait, wait a minute um but it does it does suck because even like my initial response is I'm like oh Britney Spears it's not Kevin Federline or you know it's it's so easy to put it on her and to for even if you're in talking in light of her but um it's just like yeah sometimes the news shouldn't be about Miss Miss Spears but I'm also protective over her still (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm the same way. I to the point where like I get really housewives and I'm like we're what we're not going to do is bring up the kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's that's just our girl, you know. Yeah, fuck with our girl. Yeah, K-Fed, ugh, yeah, he's going to be having a few worse weeks especially since his kids are borderline 18. They won't they won't he won't have that that child support money, you know, that he used to have. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I guess I didn't even think about him in the equation of, of the conservatorship. Like I just, I didn't think of what it would be like when it ended, who was going to crawl out of their, under their rock and, and like, you know, just start trying to stir shit up again. Oh yeah. It started slowly with her sister and her brother. And now like, K-Fed could have just sat there and eat his food that Brittany bought for him and said nothing. You know what I mean? He could have just sat there and like, cause he's been doing it all these years, not saying anything about her conservatorship, taking care of the boys. Like he could have just sat there and been like K-Fedding it, DJing, whatever he does. For my honorable mention, I had to give it to the VMAs the video music awards have uh-huh. did you check it out at all this week actually besides looking at like news about it <laughs> I am like kicking myself because it I didn't see 
you know, the only thing that I really saw come up was, you know, Taylor Swift's new album, Lizzo. It, it, it was, I didn't get the good juiciness. I'm, and I'm surprised that it, I haven't heard more about it, actually. I actually said this to my friend Tori, who's the host of Ready to Be Petty. I told her that the VMAs are slowly becoming like the Met Gala for influencers and TikTok stars, which is not a bad thing. It's just, it's the MTV video music awards and it just didn't feel like it was a video music award um but Mm. yeah the fact that like I now put on that channel every year to watch that show like you know the red carpet I don't know anybody and I don't know if it's because I'm old I feel like I I try to be in the pop culture world but I still don't know half the um people that were nominated for MTV Video Music Awards. I just felt like it's not for me anymore. And it's really sad because Taylor Swift was there, which I'm really pretty much excited about her new album coming out. Lizzo was there, which I was really happy that she called out Ari Spears, which we'll put a pin Mm -hmm. on that. Um, But other than that, I just didn't see my, like, I don't even know who Main Skin is and they won Best Rock Album. Um, other than that, like Young Gravy, I have to give him a little nod for best week just because I first knew Young Gravy, not because of his song, but because Jeffree Star put his song on an Instagram story and Young Gravy was said, he, he basically came out and said, take my music down out of my, out of your video, you're a racist. So I've liked Ooh. him because of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Him Hell just yeah. calling out Jeffree Star and him going out with Sherry, Addison Ray's mom. I was like, I'm actually happy for her. I don't see anything wrong with this whatsoever. But other than that, the VMAs with Taylor Swift, Lizzo, and not to mention my best week winner, which we'll talk about it later, Bad Bunny. Um, other than that, I was just not, <laughs> it's not for me anymore, I guess. That is, you know, it's, it's, I'm like, oh, maybe that's why I didn't hear anything about it because there's nobody that I, <laughs> I heard about the people, the two people that I like, um, essentially. And it's, I mean, I think about this all the time. It's just really sad in general, how MTV's just like turned into, uh, I don't just, what even is it? I feel like it's, it should not be, it, they should not be able to call it MTV anymore. It, they need to change, they need to rebrand because it's, it's not sticking true to what we used to tune into every year, like down and ready to like stay up and watch Pepsi commercials because that was the life that we loved. Yeah. Um, it's, it is, it's just very sad that it's gone downhill. I know they really just need to like give up the channel or something. <laughs> I come I mean come on something all right well I'm just gonna add a little bit of a a drop here for worst week I have to give it to Stacy Dash she broke news that she learned she found out on Twitter or Reddit I'm not too sure that DMX died mind you DMX died about a year ago Stacy Dash went on Instagram live to say that she was strolling through TikTok and found a DMX song that has saved me many times. Suddenly it says, RIP, I know I'm late. I did not know he passed away. He OD'd, guys, he did not OD. He had a heart attack. He was such a a great guy is what Stacey Dash says. Now, the actress has opened up about her past drug addiction, which I have to give her a little leeway. Maybe she's been going through some stuff. But the fact that She's saying that um, DMX died of a cocaine overdose is not leaning great on me right now. Um, but yeah, just like worst week for Stacey Dash. I feel bad for her because she does get a lot of hate from what has happened to her politically on her side. But also just f- coming to find out that she has been battling um, 
drug addiction for the past six years. So that's probably why she hasn't found out that DMX side. But yeah, worst week for uh, Stacey Dash for finding out DMX through TikTok of all places. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that is, um, you, you know, that hits a lot of notes on rough. Um, <laughs> like I would hate to a re-find out that DMX has been do- dead like that. That is sad, but um, <laughs> wow, yeah, you know, if that's okay, we'll give her we'll we'll give her the benefit of the doubt for having to overcome things in her personal time. Yeah. <laughs> so, who is your worst week runner up? Oh man, okay, you know, I I think I have to get, is as like shallow as it as it is. I just have to give it to Leon. Nardo. like it's just I didn't realize and maybe I get I have like a side seat in that worst week ever because I didn't realize that for the the last x amount of years he's been dating women that are between the ages of 21 to 25 like like explicit like solely those ladies um you know, I, I'm a little disappointed in myself for not knowing that and not catching that sooner. <laughs> so I actually have Camilla for my worst week winner, um, who is the ex-girlfriend who turned 25 this past year. Um, and she was going out with Leonardo DiCaprio since she was 21 or 20. The reason why I know about their relationship is because I didn't I found this later, but Al Pacino actually got them together because Al Pacino used to date Camilla's mother. And that's how Leonardo and Camilla met. She was basically like 19 by the time that she met uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but they started dating when she's, I guess, a year later or whatnot. Ew, why does that make it so much more disgusting? (laughs) Because the people need to know, girl. Um, that oh he, my god and it's just funny that today I think it's today or this week guys that um it is the 25th anniversary of Titanic and I'm pretty sure Leonardo DiCaprio is tired of talking about that movie now because <laughs> it's been 25 years later but yes he does have a history of dating younger women mostly um in his in their early 20s and then yes the cutoff mark is 25 years old um I've I I hate to spread rumors but it is a blind item that Leonardo DiCaprio the reason why he goes out with young girls because they don't really know better about his limp whiskey dick sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) to mention this on the pod but if you know you know and you can easily google this if you want to but it just makes a lot of sense because like as I get older and I did hang out with when I was 16 17 I did hang out with guys men who were 22 and older and then as I got older I realized oh the reason why they were hanging out with me is because I didn't know any better and the girls that are actually their age does don't want to hang out with jerks like them and that's why like you know And I feel like that is my theory with Leonardo DiCaprio. He just likes to hit that age mark because did you know yourself at 21, 22? You know what I mean? You didn't even have a frontal lobe yet. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that he goes for those girls, there's a reason why. And I highly believe the fact is because he has a limp dick, guys. I'm sorry. That is an excellent theory. And I do not know. I couldn't. I don't think you're wrong. I I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> but it's also like, you know, the fantasy of a, like, a celebrity that's, like, he's fucking huge. What, like, he's, for what his potential whiskey dick doesn't, you know, what what is lacking there, he makes up for in his, like, quote-unquote legacy. But, um, you know, sexual pleasure is just worth much more than that, friends. And we should we should all know that going forward. I know. I really wish he can find, because there's just so many, especially like Victoria's Secret models. Like I'm thinking of Alessandra Alicio, I think her name is, because her daughter just turned 14 and they literally look like sisters. 
and she is an appropriate age. And I'm like, I just don't understand. There are beautiful women over the age of 40, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I yeah, he he's just, I guess he has to be super insecure for him to feel comfortable with 20-year-olds. I, I can't even imagine what a conversation would be like. I mean, <laughs> I, I just look up to everybody that's like <laughs> that many years older than me, you know? But that's me. That's just me, though. I can't judge. <laughs> so for my runner-up of Worst Week Ever, I really have to give it to Aerie Spears. So, yes, last week he did call Lizzo the shit emoji icon. Um, Totally said that that's what Lizzo looks like. I don't know if he ever saw himself look in the mirror, but, like, literally he is a disgusting man. <laughs> like... Anyways, the Daily Beast just came out with an article today that included Tiffany Haddish as well. Apparently, Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish, um, they took in a family friend's kids. Like the, the lawsuit is under siblings Jane and John Doe. They're alleging that Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish the latter of whom was once close a family friend, recruited each of them to appear in videos where they were asked to perform sexually suggestive acts at the age of 14 and seven. So the girl, Jane Doe, is now a pro proper age. She's 18 and is suing Tiffany and Aries Spears for the child sexual abuse, mostly because she hasn't been able to do anything about it since she was like under 18 she was a child she didn't really have the need the funds or like um the correct people to help her with this whole situation but yes it I will definitely put this article up in the description of the episode it is really it's a trigger warning for people to read it if you've been through like a child abuse or have been sexually assaulted as a teen. I actually have been sexually assaulted as a teen and reading it, I it took me a while to read this article. Um, but yeah, so Jesus. worst week for Ari Spears, not just because of the comment that he made with Lizzo, but I highly recommend everyone to read this article with Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish. They were making videos for Funny or Die to um, this video that they had the seven-year-old in was, I'm paraphrasing here, had to do something with the sketch about a pedophile. They actually put the word pedophile in it in the video short that they did. Funny or Die actually did not post that video because they said it was too, um, <laughs> too dark I want to say like too graphic but it, it wasn't like it wasn't funny it was just like disgusting oh. so that's like a little a little inside of what kind of sketches Tiffany and Ari were trying to do for Funny or Die they also try to do sketches for Mad TV using these kids who is really fucked up because these kids are a family friend from Tiffany Haddish and the mother of these kids felt like she trusted Tiffany with her kids and for her to find out that like, oh no, like they were making them do these videos, like um, pretending to like give a blow job, you know? And the girl's like 14 years old and she felt uncomfortable doing it. And the fact that Tiffany Haddish told her like, well, you're not gonna make it in showbiz if you don't do it, is really, really dark. And yeah, it's worst week for Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish. The worst part of this all is that Tiffany Haddish has actually hired a lawyer and it happens to <sighs> be Andrew's lawyer. Um, what's his name from the Epstein's he's like oh. the, one of the he's royalty oh yes Prince Andrew. Andrew's lawyer she oh. that's who she hired and this lawyer is um hired by Army Hammer Dave Portnoy and Chris Noth just to give a little bit of a feel of what Tiffany Haddish is going to be facing he's well known for defending people accused of sex crimes and for using victim blaming and shaming tactics 
So this is going to be a very, very harsh case to take in, especially since I feel like a lot of people do love Tiffany Haddish. Not so much Aerie Spears because of what happened this week with Lizzo, but the fact that Tiffany Haddish actually had to get that type of a lawyer does not look good whatsoever for them. My head is spinning. That is just, I mean, like on surface level, it just shows what kind of comedian, like I hate when comedians are tasteless, like just on the like Lizzo scope, right? Like tasteless, doesn't have anything intellectual to make joke of. So it's easy to just put blame or like put the, put it on the same type of person that has always been, you know, ostracized. Sure. Yeah. Great. Good for you. You're fucking clever. And then this other, it's like the fact that she even got the same lawyer is really, um, it guilty. just, <laughs> it just is guilty, but it's like, I don't know. My brain goes into that thread of like how intertwined Hollywood, like this disgusting, like pedophilia, this Epstein, this, oh, what, ew, ew, no, no, Weinstein, like all of them. I'm just, my head's spinning. That is insane. I'm like spinning too, like my head's spinning too, just because the fact that Tiffany took a family friend's kids, um, this oh. mother was told that her kids were going to be in a Nickelodeon reel. So like the fact that she, Tiffany had to lie to the mom to use her kids to do this sketch, which by the way, it's called Through a Pedophile's Eyes. That was the name oh. of the sketch for um, Funny or Die that Funny no. or Die actually rejected. Good for you, Funny or Die. Like <laughs> right? I never thought I would say this. <laughs> Oh my god, but it's fucked up that the Nickelodeon lie wasn't maybe too far of a stretch, potentially. We don't right. really After the whole, yeah, um, I didn't actually put this down because I've talked about it weeks ago with Jeanette McCurdy, but yeah, the Dan Schneider, um, I think the cut, it's a paywall, guys, which I think is actually Business Insider. It's a dollar, guys, just pay it, it's worth the read, or get scrunch up with your friends and see if you can all just read this article and screenshot it together. Cause that's pretty much what I did. Um, yeah, the, there is a paywall now going out of an article of Dan Schneider where more Nickelodeon stars are speaking out about the harassment and just like the uncomfortable being on set. Oh gosh, but Jesus, what? Like, I'm so tired of it. I wish there's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Oy vey. Who is your winner for worst week? You know, unfortunately, uh, I have to give it to Sydney Sweeney. Ooh, okay. Spill. I, <laughs> I mean, I just, like, I want to just say poor thing. It's like, you are not having a good time right now. I didn't even, so obviously these photos with, like, the... <laughs> the very MAGA-esque theme, the hats, like it, it, I felt many things. Honestly, the first thing I felt though was like, I felt bad for her because I mean, I'm not going to out who it is in my family, but like I have family members that are, I'm like, that are the dearest to my heart. But I am so in. It's like one of. I'm like I'm in question of their racism. Um, I'm like no, you're. That's I'm not crazy. Yep, definitely racist. So it's just there's a part of me that I was like, damn, like that sucks that you're like maybe you're the most purest person in your family, and this is a party orchestrated by them, and now you're looking really bad for it. Yeah, um, it was but, her mom's sixtieth birthday. Um which was, I was like, oh, I, I wouldn't have thought of that <laughs> looking at the picture. <laughs> I mean, it looked like there was like probably beer pong, like somewhere, somewhere yonder. Um, it, it is just a, like, it was, you know, I don't, but that's the thing. Wow. I'm like, now, now I'm really in question of my life 
right now, Vanessa, because <laughs> I'm like, what would the person I know do their 60th birthday? And I was like, fuck, they would probably want that full. So that's where I, I'm like, point one, I'm sorry, hun, like worst week ever. But also I'm like, her apology, or even if she doesn't owe an apology, when it's a little like kind of flippant, it, it, it makes me, I'm like, but why don't you maybe, I don't know, or, like, I guess maybe there's no tasteful way to, 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 like, acknowledge it, but I was like, but maybe, maybe people have a reason to be, con- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, oof, same thing. I was like, damn, girl, you're gonna get some real hate, and then upside of me was just like, well, I hope she doesn't because she doesn't really have control of her family members' political views. I, like you said, you, you have family members. I have family, family members as well that I just can't believe they think the way they do, but we have to move on in order for our family to function sometimes. So I completely get that. I looked at it as like, well, yeah, it's America. This is what we deal with. We have a, a lot of families, especially um, BIPOC people, especially have family members. Like I know um, there's a lot of colorism in my side of the family, the Colombian side of my family. So I, I just know in other families, there's gotta be a little bit of a twinge like that. That's just how America is, sadly, guys. That's just how America is. So it made me feel really bad for her to get all that hate, but at the same time, I was you're right. Her it wasn't an apology. We probably didn't deserve one, but maybe we didn't deserve an explanation as well. But it, it just felt very, hey, PR told you to do this, so you need to just write something. And like that's what she gave us. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, guys, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know, maybe that's the best way to approach the... I, mean, I, I have to be... Because I have, have to stay sane. So it's like, as you said, I can't... You know, we just got to move on. We got to be... You got to do what you got to do to function. Um, but there's also, like, acknowledging that we had there was a very traumatic period where certain symbols were associated with very violent acts so you know i think people are just really are just ready to hold others accountable when they see like that looks like a maga hat mayday mayday why is anybody having that even as a as a as a what is that i don't want to say a, a token a a party gift like what is this yeah so um for my worst week winner, worst week winner, it was going to, I told everyone already, it's Camila Marone, but I just wanted to point out that she did cut her hair today and she got the oblig. I feel like every woman has gone through this. I know I have where I chopped my hair off after a breakup, but now she has bangs. Um, so yeah, worst week for Camila for me, Leonardo DiCaprio's ex. Wait, now I have to look at her bangs so that I don't feel weird. You, yeah, I hope they're clip-ons, <laughs> to be quite honest. Like, they don't look good, girl. I'm sorry. Oh, that's good. All right, so we are now on to our best week category for best week honorable... Uh, for best week honorable mentions, I have to give it to my white girl Taylor Swift coming out to MTV after I feel like it was not that long ago that Kanye went up on stage to take away her award saying that Beyonce deserved the award not Taylor Swift um so I felt like that was just like a better MTV just wanted to do better and they gave her a midnight release I guess or whatever so Taylor won the award I don't think she's ever won in it. No, she has. What am I saying? She has won an MTV award. Um, So Taylor Swift went on stage and received her award and then proceeded to tell her fans, T-Swift fans in the audience, that she is releasing a new album on October 21st at midnight. And the album is going to be called Midnight. 
One, I love the fact that she announced it on MTV when Kanye, like it was, it was like a whole reunion thing for her. But two, this girl is so petty. I love it. She's <laughs> releasing it of the day of Kim Kardashian's birthday. So I'm super excited for Kim Kardashian's birthday to be washed away because Taylor Swift's new album is coming out. So best week for the pettiest bitch I know, Taylor Swift, for honorable mention, for sure. I did not realize that it was Kim Kardashian's birthday, but (laughs) that just means that, at least for me, her plan worked, and I'm all for good people. Um, You know, like I said, I had a hard time with some honorable mentions um or some just best week ever at least in my in my opinion but it's hard you know <laughs> I am just I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan and I don't know why but the fact that she wasn't at the MTV movie awards because she's like touring and is on this you know she's just like booming um I just thought that she was worth mentioning because I know that like and, and maybe it just kind of goes back to the you know the vmas being a little you know subpar now but i'm just like stoked that more artists are like yeah whatever like i i don't my my livelihood and my stardom does not depend on this um doesn't depend on this show and billy being one of my faves i just wanted to like you know pay a little respect to her we love Billie Eilish in this podcast. And Phineas. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a fan. She, um, I just like, I just respect the space that she gives herself, at least from what I can see. I'm sure it's all relative. So for my runner up of best week ever, I have to give it to Jojo Siwa. She's been coming under fire from certain celebrities like Candace Burr. She did a TikTok video where she flips her phone really fast to show you who she thought was really a rude celebrity towards her. It's her experience. She can only speak from it. I think it's really weird that like older people are trying to yell at this teenager because that's what she is, guys. She's a teenager. Um, telling her to leave full house Candace oh my lanta girl alone I think it's just so bizarre but this week she did another TikTok this is why I love her I'm putting her as runner-up because I feel like she has no shame of calling out celebrities on their disgusting habits and I feel like Justin Bieber is one of those people that for some, like, it's all well, it's, it's pretty much well known in the industry, how much of a baby um, this kid is, and how he is horrible to crew and staff. And he's just like, the worst person to work for. Um, I mean, he is a child star, after all, but Jojo Siwa did a TikTok video of when Justin Bieber basically told her to burn her car that she just got when um and she was showing it off on her Instagram and I thought it was just so great that she pointed out like yes it was like what three years ago but for her to point out like hey remember when Justin Bieber like left this really rude comment and it's just like yeah girl speak it because he is a really rude person as is like look at Haley Bieber but The fact that Justin Bieber came back online and said, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I just basically didn't like the car. It's just like, bro, it's been like three years. You could have said that three years ago, but I just love Jojo Siwa and I'm super excited for her to just continue all of these TikToks of just outing these horrible celebrities that people don't know how horrible they really are. Yeah, I'm all for it. Go. You go, you go, Jojo. I love um, her so much. <laughs> yeah, and I just am, I, I've just always hated Justin Bieber. My, one of my best friends loves him. And I just, I'm like, no, why? We can't, we can't support this, <laughs> this baby man. 
I can't even, I feel like he's not even in adulthood yet. I just don't look at him in that light. So thank you, Jojo, for, for shining it. Yeah, I mean, I I feel bad for whatever's happening to Justin Bieber with his health-wise and whatnot. But at the same time, I'm like, you're like super rude to your fans. And like, don't make me bring up the whole of like how you used to lock teenagers in your hotel room guys look it up I'm not going to spill this off for you but yes Justin Bieber is all in all a horrible human being in my opinion lock teenagers in his hotel room yeah (laughs) love that gotta love more sick twisted (laughs) (laughs) so who is your runner-up for best week ever um I'm gonna it's funny for thinking the VMAs was kind of a bust I have honorable mentions because of the VMAs um but I'm gonna give it to Lizzo yeah for clapping back with the win like I I am a huge Lizzo fan um and I just I think it's really important for I just think it's important for people who are ostracized just for what a being black being a woman being a bigger person like it's just it's got to be so frustrating and just like to always have to be the bigger person and to just like you know brush it under the rug and I'm just glad that she had anything to say and I'm glad that her money speaks for it too because like get it sis please and the fact that she said that while winning an award too, where I was just like, yes, show this piece of shit <laughs> what real fame is like. Because yeah. I'm sorry, but Ari Spears, like the only thing I remember him from is um, Mad TV and maybe this weird movie where he like played a weird character, which is like another thing that we need to do for Hollywood is like these actors going for these types of roles Look into their background. May I remind you, Chris Delia from You, just a little like side note, um, when an actor plays too good of a character, you just got to be like, what's going on there? But yeah, Lizzo, I was so happy for her. First of all, I loved her outfit with the nose ring chain. I I, yes. I want to bring that back. <laughs> I feel like um, yeah. I know... Um, what's her name north kim kardashian's daughter was wearing it during a fashion show and i was like i remember totally being into those when i was a kid and wanting to get my nose pierced and the fact that lizzo did it herself for the mtv awards i was i was super excited i'm super excited to see that trend yeah no she she looked dope with it i think that she should keep the nose ring um i mean just trendsetter amazing like queen like she really has taken this last year kind of by storm like I I loved watch out for the big girls um I'm super stoked that she won and I'm glad that she's not afraid to like call a bitch a bitch you know yeah (laughs) best week winner I have to give it to my boy bad bunny he is the first non-english artists to win an award for MTV um also I didn't realize that Bad Bunny wasn't at the award show he was playing in New York at the Bronx at the Yankee Stadium and he accepted his award and he accepted his award um on stage in front of everyone while he was in the middle of his concert recited his acceptance speech like his award speech all in Spanish which I loved and appreciated so much like he's just such a real artist to me especially in the Latin essence of community of it all mm-hmm. um Bad Bunny also performed Titi Me Pregunto and he made out with one of his male dancers and he later came out saying that sexuality is basically like man woman he just loves um I guess he's pansexual (laughs) um but yeah I just love Bad Bunny for just the representation of being a Latin American kid the representation of how he embodies Latin music with 
paying tribute to 90s Latin music. He also, um, his music video came out last week, mm -hmm. Verita, mm -hmm. and he paid tribute to Elvis Crespo with Suavemente. Just everything that he puts into his art of music, he pays tribute to like his past, like past artists that literally paved the way for him. Um, and I just love him because he is my best week winner, I want to say, of the year, just because he's been breaking so many um, records. And he is, as much as I love Beyonce's new album, guys, he is still top number one streaming on Spotify, the most streamed artist. Whether you love him or hate him, he is um, above <laughs> Beyonce which to me blows my mind that he is that type of artist and the fact that his concert tickets are now $300 when my cousins in Ecuador saw him for like not even half of that less than that like I want to say $35 or something crazy um he is definitely one of those artist celebrities that I am looking forward to see in the future and for him to win this award in MTV in New York at the Yankee Stadium performing it I I just love him and yeah he is my total win uh best week winner bad bunny <laughs> uh he really is like such a force um hell yeah I'm I'm glad that he's your number one um it I did not know that he I'm not you know I, it's funny when like we hear about artists or people, you know, anybody being like, that's their sexuality. And it's just, it's a, that's funny that we, that we still have to like be like, Oh, and this is a cool thing about them too. Yeah. But there's like, I didn't know that, but I, I'm not surprised because he just really does embody like masculine and feminine in both his music styling and his, styling in general and I just think that as as somebody that's always felt like a I don't know like that feels uncomfortable being a hundred percent in like feminine uniform I I've just always loved artists that like can really blend that um and it doesn't you know it doesn't matter they're not even thinking about it's just it's just a natural essence that they have I love it yeah oh yeah he he really does embody that and yeah I love Bad Bunny who best is week ever forever yeah <laughs> who is your best week winner okay this is literally the most random thing probably I I don't even know if you're gonna see this coming um or maybe you will but I don't I've I I debated it but you know what this is my best week ever um so I'm a huge Harry Potter fan <laughs> and Daniel Radcliffe is going to be playing Weird Al in this biopic, and I am kind of screaming about it. Yes. Um, I, I, I feel like Daniel Radcliffe has kind of the same uh, connotation as uh, shit, Robert Pattinson and the way that we associate them with, you know, Twilight or Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... Robert Pattinson a killed it in Batman in my opinion he did so with that <laughs> said I'm really excited for Daniel to be in this movie I love Weird Al um I'm really excited for him to like show a different side of his acting and hopefully hopefully give him some credit and you know the other facets of his of his acting career I'm super excited for the weird out of it all. Quentin Brunson's in it playing Oprah as well, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. I really think that they're going for like a, it's it's very weird out. I think they're going for a quirky movie that's still funny, but will hit some serious points as well. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, I just love him as a celebrity because did you know... <laughs> He wears the same clothes every day, pretty much, so paparazzis can leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He yeah. is just, he's, he's our guy, you know? He's just, he's, uh, he's America's British sweetheart in my, in my heart, in my eyes. 
I'm super excited for the movie. So the movie is coming out Thursday, September 8th. And I'm super excited. Yeah, it looks great. Like, I wonder if he had to do any method acting with Weird Al. <laughs> I mean, I, a funny story. I kind of feel like <laughs> I make a joke that Weird, Weird Al is like my, like my my soul sister or like my soul brother or something <laughs> because when I was like in high school my dad took my friend and I to Hawaii we were at this like kind of fancier restaurant and we were tripping out because I see this guy with really big hair and I'm like dad I think that's weird out and I'm like googling on my iPhone like one like the first edition and I'm like oh my god that's weird Al and that's his wife and that's his daughter oh my god that's really him <laughs> and my dad walks up to him after we eat and he's like just say just wanted to say hi like my daughter's a really big fan of yours and it's funny because I wasn't a big fan like I liked Weird Al but I wasn't a big fan up until that point yeah and then also saw Weird Al like a few years ago in Monterey at Alvarado Street Brewery. So I have like a, I have a kin connection to Weird Al and Harry Potter. So this is, this is the best week ever for me too. Nice. I love that. Yeah. I've always loved Weird Al. He gave me Frank Zappa vibes and I love Frank Zappa. <laughs> yeah. Like his songs and everything. Just like, yeah, he gave us so much and I keep forgetting that he was always on Comedy Central, like his stand-ups and whatnot, his music. It was always on Comedy Central. And I feel like us 90 millennial kids, like we love Weird Al and we are super stoked for this film to come out because we don't really know anything about him but being Weird Al. Am I right? Like, I don't really know anything besides his character, his persona. Honestly, he was a really cool and chill guy. <laughs> I'll never forget how, like, not weird he was. And he had, like, a very gorgeous wife. And I was like, wow, you are just, you know, the guy next door. <laughs> yeah, he's killing it. Good, great week for Weird Al and Daniel Radcliffe, for sure. Yes, absolutely. So we're at the end of my show where I ask my guests, what their favorite song were in the year 2000 to 2010 I know it's completely hard to decide I have a hard time deciding it as well but you chose Seven Nation Army by White Stripes it came out in 2003 please tell me where were you when you first heard this song I was oh man I was probably at home after school you know, turning on VH1 or MTV to get like the last of the music videos before they started, you know, before showtime started after like, you know, five or 6 p.m. or whatever. Um, or I might have been in my dad's black truck. And it's funny because I just, I've loved, it was hard to choose a song, but I've loved Seven Nation Army since 2003. Like, what a great, 20 year like it aged really well mm -hmm. um and I love it it's like I think I forget that I should throw down at karaoke with it but it's just always been a banger for me yeah and it won grant it won a Grammy that year for best rock song I really feel like especially in that era in the 2000s they brought rock back into our generation because for a long while like rock was kind of dead by the time like the late 90s came it was just a lot of pop artists like in sync Britney Spears not to bring them down but like rock was kind of dying and like it wasn't really around in New York I know I mentioned this in the old millennials podcast meet me in the bathroom with Lizzie Goodman it's a great book if you're super into rock and like just um like the strokes and um it has Jack White and Meg White in the book as well um but they I, I keep forgetting how much of a pivot the White Stripes like um an impact they did in rock and roll at that time when they first came out like not only their music videos fell in love with the girl do you remember that music video it just literally blew everybody's minds when that came out 
but Seven Nation Army is basically one of the best music videos I've ever seen. Um, the reason why I talk about music videos so much, guys, is because I was in video production in high school. When I was in oh. high school, I wanted to be a music video director. And that's all I did was like, I did music video, um, vid I did music videos for local bands in my town that I loved. Um, and that's why I love music videos, guys. And Seven Nation Army by White Stripes, just like the coming of the triangle, like that triangle was like everything to me. I got a triangle tattoo, guys. And just how it was like, it, it wasn't what it was in the 2000s, I guess you can say, because we were just so fed with pop mm -hmm. um, music so much that when the White Stripes came we were just like, holy shit, a whole new wave of rock and roll just came because like the hives came with them. And like, um, I want to say another band that I always confuse the hives with um, came in that same era as well. But yeah, White Stripes is just like, you, you can put that album on today and it still fucking kills. Dude, it, every song, it was like, it's funny because my dad is... So looking at him he's just like super dark like Mexican like Chicano and he <laughs> like the I think of like the several albums in his that he still has to this day in the same truck and it's like one of them was that elephant album and it was like it's just so funny I'm I just can imagine myself and my dad like jamming to Seven Nation Army and um it, I think that's really that's really a great reminder of that pivot in rock and pop history or like pop culture right in the 2000s because mm -hmm. um, my mom you know I my parents were split so with my mom what with the music that we would listen to Britney's and uh I'm not mad but like Britney Spears, Avril Lavigne, like Alanis Morissette mm -hmm. all the anything that you could like sing songs to and with my dad it was really cool to like just jam out and like you know silently rock together <laughs> I love that love that so much and yeah set, ugh, I can't I'm just thank you so much for bringing this song back to my life and I literally was like oh my god I need to listen to this whole album again and like go back to their music videos because White Stripes music videos are just chef kiss they're so great and they they've won video music awards for MTV and they and like they should it, it's well deserved you know yeah but, absolutely but yeah thank you so much Emily can you please tell my audience my creepers I feel like I, that's what I'm gonna call you guys now my audience <laughs> my creepers can you please let them know where they can find you I am mostly on Instagram. Um, I'm usually like ranting about something really silly. Um, so catch me there. Um, at electric lady underscore M E M. That's me. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to start doing some like online yoga classes soon. Um, I'm very, uh, I'm like an anti yoga yoga teacher. When I say that I'm like not about the you know, I'm like talking real, we're talking real shit in my class. We're having fun. I'm not just trying to like shove a crystal up your ass. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to rock out with me, but yeah, I should please check her out. And I'm so, so, so grateful that you got to join my show and I hope you can join me again in the future. I would love to. Thank you so much. This was a really great uh, treat to my night. Thank you. Yay. And that ain't what you want to hear, but that's what I'll do. And the beam coming from my bones sets my door.
Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you had a lot of fun. And I was just so happy to blow Emily's mind up with information that she didn't know. That's what I love doing, guys. That's basically what my podcast is about. Next week, I will be having a really fun guest with me. I'm having Tori from Ready to Be Petty, guys. I'm super excited to have her back on. Next week, I will have her on, and then I will be having a two-week break because your girl is having a bachelorette party, is going to Denver, Colorado, and will be getting eloped all within those two weeks. So I will be taking a two-week break um, in September. I think it's perfect that I'm having Tori on as my last guest for the season and I'll be starting up a new season first week of October. I'm super excited to have Hannah Brown. That is my guest for opening season two. Hannah Brown will be joining me for the opening of season two of best week ever. And I'm super excited to have Tori on next week to close out the season. And you all know how much I love her show ready to be petty. I've mentioned it today on today's episode and it was just I just love her show so much and I love talking pop culture with her on Instagram I will think no more and the stains coming from my blood tell me go back It is now that time where I am going to talk about Santa Cruz, Vita Collective, and the women, white women of it all. So if this type of topic doesn't coincide with you, doesn't really relate to you, or like you really don't care, like I said, stop the show right now. It's totally okay. You're not hurting my feelings. Trust me. If anything, I feel bad for not writing this like I was planned to, planning to do. Um, and I feel really bad that now you guys have to hear all of this. 